All right, have we got for you an hour of gardening greatness? And that simply means that Judy Sharp is here. Judy, hello. Hello, Mark. How are you today? Oh, look, ready for all of your advice for our uh, gardening listeners. So I know you're ready, jumping out of your skin, ready to well, do it today. two weeks in a row, I've had practice with you. I know. It's, we, we, what a team, hey? Hey, You hey. get the advice and I just sit here and, and smile. How about that? Yeah, but then I... You know, I know this week I can give you some curly ones. No, I don't want... Oh, you don't want any curly No, because you always have these questions that I'm like, i got no idea, Jude. I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> G'day, Jody. It's an ambit. You have some weeds going on. What's happening there, Jody? Good afternoon. Yes, I do. Oh, um, hi, Jody. How hi, are you? Hello, hello Judy. Excellent. Thank you. It might be um, clover, I'm guessing. Is it clover? Well, I ran out of excuses, <laughs> so yesterday, yesterday I finally sprayed the lawn with, um, with with winter grass killer. So, firstly, I thought I'd get rid of the winter grass, so I've done that. Yeah, and, that's good. Um, so I thought, since I've sprayed yesterday, I thought I'd get your advice about the next step. How long do I wait till I can spray for the clover and bindi, etc.? Look, the clover and bindi is really starting to shoot away now because, you know, they, they're sensing that the weather's getting a little bit warmer. The only uh -huh. reason, Jody, I was able to throw that one at you was because, mm -hmm. um, I shouldn't say it, but my lawn's a mess. Oh, still. Oh, clover and the only uh -huh. thing I haven't got is the winter grass. I would uh -huh. leave it probably, Jody, two weeks. Okay, all Before right. Before you hit it with the next stage. Hey, yeah. Jody, how was that for having the illusion destroyed that Judy just told you her yard's a bit of a mess too? Well, I I was surprised when she said that um, last week. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yes, but, you know, everyone's garden gets into a bit of a mess sometimes, doesn't it? Yes, it does, it does. So that's why I ran out of excuses and decided to, I better get, get this going. We've got a large front lawn and um, thankfully the, our rear lawn is beautiful. It hasn't got any weeds or winter grass or clover, so it's wonderful. Shh, don't push your luck now. <laughs> oh, no, always. It, it never it never does. It's oh, just the front. Great. Yeah, just the front lawn. So I just, yeah, so the winter grass, I'll leave um, the winter grass killer, leave that for two weeks, and then I can spray for clover. Um, yes, last year I left the clover and the bendai, and there were consequences. So I thought I'd better, <laughs> I'd better, I'd better do it this year. <laughs> No, you have to get on to it before they really take over. Yeah. Look, yeah, I'm, yeah. I have a real, I have a good method for clover. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's called mow Judy's lawn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. you mow the clover, it just doesn't look like it's there for a little while till it grows again, is it? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to get rid of it. I don't want to do Judy's mow over. <laughs> and after I've done the spray for the clover, when... Can I fertilise? How long after that? Oh, look, probably two weeks. Again, and yeah, two, yeah. two, yep. Yes, okay. but make sure that you have let it grow. Don't yes. don't ever yes. spray it once you've mown because it doesn't yes. work. You need the length on it for the yeah, weeds I've, to die. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, well, we'll do that. Yep. All right, well, thank you very much for all your advice. You're quite welcome. Ring any time. All right, best of luck with all of that, Jodie. See, she, Jude, she was happy with some of your things, but not the, the lazy, just mow the lawn and, you know, pretend it's not there. No, but, I, you know, it's I start. have this problem, you know. Mm, yeah. Do you know what it is? What? what I'm honest. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Honesty is the best policy, except when it isn't. I know, but, you know, mm. they would rather me be honest. That's true. Because I, I know the answers. Mm-hmm. I know the answers. It's just mm. that... You know, sometimes I'm lazy. Well, aren't we all? It's getting it across the line sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Gardening Talkback with our uh, gardener extraordinaire. I like that one, Jude. What do you reckon? That one sounds okay? Yeah, I reckon that's a pretty good title. Gardener extraordinaire. As long as you never give it to Scott. No, no, he's our gardening guru. Right. Yeah, oh. you can be our gardener extraordinaire. An hour of gardening greatness with Judy Sharp today, 49216216. Uh, she's got a bit of time. She ain't going nowhere yet. If you have a question in the garden, quick one up on the road, so before we keep moving. Uh, if you're in the uh, Esplanade area, uh, Lake Macquarie, uh, just near uh, uh, the, the Prippy's restaurant there, looks like there's a cyclist knockdown, so just keep that in mind if you're travelling in and around uh, around the lake. Now, Judy, I know you're all full up with gardening information for us, so uh, point number one on your little notepad today. Right. Deciduous trees and evergreens. Now, I know that you'll be able to explain the difference, <laughs> Mark. <Not a> chance. <laughs> um, so I'll go Judy, on. Have a guess. Have okay. a guess. So, Judy, for those who might not be completely aware, can you actually just let us know what, what, what sort of would fall into each category there? That, well, that would that's be my going answer. to give you the answer. I want the answer. Well, the, everyone needs okay, the answer. Well, You're not going to get it from me. <laughs> well, let's think about the word deciduous. <clears throat> what would that indicate? No idea. They lose their leaves. Okay. And if you're an evergreen... Well, it means that you keep them. Always leaves are always there. Hooray! Got, See, I, I <laughs> told you you could do it. <laughs> Ten years and you got one out of me. <laughs> anyway, the deciduous and the evergreens that have recently been planted, mm. which everyone gets the bug thinking spring's coming, uh, they could have been planted incorrectly in the wrong position. Okay, so this is what position to the sun or, or what? Well, like whatever. What they, you know, they've walked out and they've thought, Gee, what did I put there for? It's going to get too big because a lot of people um, impulse buy and then they get home and they go Google, Google, Google and they find out, oh, my God, that tree's going to grow to 30 metres. Gotcha, a massive tree or something with a massive underground root system. They put it near the house or whatever. Yes, of course. Put it near the fence so it backs onto your neighbour's house. (laughs) So I'm here today to tell you if you've planted a deciduous or an evergreen tree incorrectly recently, you can now transplant them. Okay. So when you say say recently, Jude, how far back? Oh, look, they won't have started to grow yet. Uh, They will be soon because we're getting the warmer weather. Uh, but the one thing, and I, I, look, I knew you don't know the answer to this, but I need to exercise my um, knowledge. Um, there would be some trees that you don't transplant once you put them in. Okay. Um, and you would uh, just so that we can draw upon your wealth of knowledge, Judy. Which, which trees once you leave, once you got them, you leave them. Native plants. Native plants do not like to be transplanted. So if you've put in some nice grevilleas or something mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks, you're stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Too late to go to Mr Google now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're either stuck with them or they're just not going to make it if you have to remove them. <laughs> oh, no, no, they'll die. They'll <laughs> die, you know. I mean, But then you just go and buy another one, I suppose, oh, if you're impulse silly enough. Buy, impulse buy all over again and put it in the right part of the yard. Yes, in the right part of... You know, do your 
re- research beforehand. Mm. You know, if a tree is going to uh, be 30 feet high, you need to plant it 30 feet from the house. Mm. And I dare say the fence as well. Well, we, depends we, what your next-door neighbour's like. <laughs> I understand that <laughs> point. Well, if you're having a bit of a beef with your neighbour, if it's the long-term vision duty, you never, you never know. Oh, well, I'm really lucky. I don't have a next-door neighbour. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but no, then I have the misfortune. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I have misfortune, the maybe? Misfortune is the word I'm looking for mm. there. The misfortune of having to ring the council. Can I mention which council? Well, you live where you live, so you uh, go ahead. Yeah, Newcastle City Council. Mm. Uh, sometimes I get red belly black snakes in the garage and sometimes I get brown snakes. Oh, they're, they're the really bad ones. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know why? Because the park doesn't get mown often enough. Uh, come on, council, get your act together. Judy this... said so. <laughs> 49216216. G'day, Trish at Maryland. Uh, you have uh, some soft skin tomatoes. You'd like to grow them? What's happening there? Hello, Trish. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you, dear. How could we complain on a lovely day like today? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, what's what's with the soft skin tomatoes? They're not they're not soft skin. They're tough. The tough skin. And I'm just wondering, is there a, just different time to pick them to make? Them? I know, like I I bought. I'm only just having a go at growing my own tomatoes because they're so expensive. Um, so I bought got the special setup happening in the special garden. I bought a little cocktail tomato and a little Roma. Yes, yes. The next thing I knew, they were joined together uh, as one plant, and I got both shapes off from the tree or vine, whatever you call it. And right. And kept growing and growing, and I have had hundreds and hundreds of tomatoes. I had to keep making more. Um, area for it to climb and then I had to keep hanging things for it to grow across the carport. It, I was giving hundreds away. Okay, so is that a problem? It sounds, it sounds like you're getting very well yeah, rewarded. If, you, if you've got more tomatoes than you can handle, that's what, start selling them on a road out the front on a little stand, Trish. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd rather give them away. Um, so, but, Trish, what what is the problem that you just just got nowhere to guide them to grow? Well, now I've I've pretty much that I think that's run its race that that tree, that plant. So, I've, one of the seeds from that plant, obviously, uh, is it, um, is really growing now in through the bricks. Right. Okay. So um, it's produced a lot of fruit as well. But I'm also talking about the ones I've bought from the shop because sometimes I feel like getting a bigger tomato and I buy them from the shop, but they've all got tough skins. Oh, well, they have, but that's probably because they're raised under um, undercover to uh, stimulate their growth quickly. Uh, but the other thing that happens, don't you find with some of them, they've got no taste. Oh, definitely no taste. No taste. So, hmm. look, you're okay. doing so well growing your own. Why not keep doing it? Yeah, I want to get a different tomato. I want to get a bigger one. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you know that I'll tell you a big problem with the bigger ones now. Um, 
they are susceptible to the fruit fly. Oh. Now, the little ones you've got, the fruit fly doesn't seem to attack. Oh. Okay, so if you grow the bigger ones, that's when you look for trouble and you're going to have to put traps out uh, to bait the fruit fly. Yeah, I've never, I've never had a bug in these. I've never had to, to uh, use fertiliser. I've never sprayed anything on them. I just uh, pull them off when they're ready, put them on the windowsill and wash them just before I eat them. Yeah, well, when you grow the big ones like Gross Lizzie, etc., uh, Apollos, uh, they will get the fruit fly in them, I nearly guarantee it. Uh, now, we no one knows why uh, why they only attack the big ones. I think the skin must be easier for them to pierce. And once you've got fruit fly in your garden, you're in real trouble. So I would recommend, Trish, that you stick with those smaller ones, the yeah. sweet bites and the romas, because they are beautiful and you get so many crops. So I'd, I'd give the other ones a miss unless you want to take the chance. Right. And the, the, the skin of mine is sometimes tough, but not as tough as the ones you buy at the shop. No, well, that's right. But, you know, just know that you're going to have to get um, fruit fly baits to hang when you plant them. Okay? All right, best of luck, Trish. Thank you so much uh, for your time with us there. G'day, Lyndon, at uh, Western. You have a question on pineapples. What's happening, Lyndon? Hello, Hello. Lyndon. Hello, Judy. Yeah, um, yeah. I had the usual uh, grill of pineapple and cut the top off and then... The original plant had all these pups, so I put them into pots. Yep. And they were going really well. Then as they grew, I've repotted them, but then now the leaves are going yellow. Well, Lyndon, I suppose, can I mention you live at Western? Uh, yeah. Would you be prone to getting frost up there? Oh, yes, I am. Yeah, well, that's what the pineapple wouldn't like, trust me. Oh, okay. But, I mean, the... The head, the head of the pineapple is right next to these other ones, and it's still going well. Yeah, look, it, mu yeah. it must just be the the way the um, frost is falling, I would imagine. But don't forget, pineapples are grown up north uh, oh, yeah, because yeah. of the warm climate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you're growing them in pots, I would suggest that you move them to somewhere where they aren't going to get that cold weather. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they're in a nice sunny position, and they're up high on our balcony at the moment, so, uh, yeah. They must be just like. getting some... Well, there's another way to go. In the morning, mm -hmm. get up early, like at 5 o'clock. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound like a plan at all. 5 or yeah. 5.30 and hose them off. Oh, OK, yeah. And that, yeah. that does rectify the any problem of the frost. Yeah, okay. So you think that's all it's been? I think so. Look, yeah. without seeing the leaves, you can't see an insects on them, can you? No, 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 I can't. No, no, no. I think yeah. it's been the cold, honestly, Lyndon. Yeah, okay, yeah. We've had a few good frosts, but uh, yeah, okay. Okay, so we'll try that next time you're growing them. All right, best of luck, Lyndon. Thank you uh, to you and also Trish as well. 49216216. We have a little bit of time left if you have a question for our gardener extraordinaire, Judy Sharp. <laughs> I Gardening love that. <laughs> oh, that's, good. that's a good one, isn't it? Gardening Talkback 2 in URFM. And g'day, Lynn at Fennel Bay. You have a question, Lynn, on Frangipanis. Go for it. 
I do. Hello, Judy. How are you? I'm very well, Lynn, and yourself? You want to grow frangipani for the... Now you're seeing the fine weather and sun out. That's right. But I do have one that's struggling, and I think it was really badly affected by all the rain that we had. Yes, yes. And it did sprout some little leaves that really looked very sad. I have another one down the side that was looking wonderful. So I was looking at it thinking, oh, I don't know what's the matter with you. And I did ring um, one other time and I was told that it was probably the water. So I've just let it go. And, of course, the rain has sort of abated a bit. But now it's starting to grow nice green um, parts on the branches. But I've still got this soft mushiness of the branches down beyond the new green growth, right, and I don't know, right. like I can really press it in, and I don't know whether I should, should I just leave it and let it do its own thing, or should I cut it back beyond where it's soft? I'm not sure what I should do with it. Well, Lynn, I think I'd be cutting it back, uh, you know, beyond where it's soft, but I would suggest that maybe you paint it with a fungicide where you cut it, because yep. that sounds like you've got a little bit of fungus in it and right. probably from it being wet. Um, yes. Was that Scott you spoke to or me? I just can't... Yes. It was Scott. Yeah, and it was in the middle... Like, we'd had rain, 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 rain. And yeah. I was just wondering, you know, like it was looking really sad. And, yeah. and he didn't say to do anything with it. He said, wait and see. It might curl up its toes because they don't like that much water. No, but, that's correct. But, yeah, but it, it hasn't curled up its toes. But I'm thinking, well, if it grows new leaves on that new growth, are they going to be really miserable like they were before? And it's not going to be helpful. No, that's probably right. Uh, so what I'd be doing, I would be cutting that back slightly. Yep. Uh, and even you could wait a little while because they shouldn't be shooting this early. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's just the you know the branches when there's new growth on the branch. Yes, and yes. It's quite green, although it knobby at the end, it's quite green so it, it's obviously not dead but yeah No, okay, well let's some um, mix up some copper oxychloride and paint yep. that over that that area of the, the tree Okay, so cut, cut it back beyond where it's mushy and yep. then paint the Yes, paint definitely. Copper, copper oxychloride Copper oxychloride, that'd be wonderful Thank you so much, Lynn. Good afternoon, Rosalind at Morissette. Um, some bindies, I believe, you've got on your acreage there, Rosalind. How much are we talking here? Uh, they, they come up a fair bit in summer, but with, I've got alpacas and I don't really want to use the spray that might poison them. Right, okay. That is a problem, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. just wondered whether there was something else I could do. I don't know if the sprays are poisonous. I guess they are, are they? Uh, Look, can you move the alpacas to, you know, to another? Can Let's look at this. How about could we move the alpacas to one part of the acreage while you spray the other and you yeah. will have to keep them off for probably two weeks? Two uh, weeks, oh, yeah, okay. And I'm not sure. Do alpacas eat grass? Yeah, they do. Oh, well, okay, we've got a problem, haven't we? So we're going to have to separate them from where you're spraying. And then after two weeks, you mow it so that, you know, all traces of spray have gone and then go to the next stage. So I'm sorry, but it's a bit of mucking around for you. But obviously, um, the alpacas are very important. Um, and uh, 
now somewhat expensive, I would imagine. Um, but uh, are you able to do that to, you know, to cut off some of the acreage? Yeah, if it's only for two weeks, that would be all right. Yeah, then you just no, mow it once yep, it's died off. Yeah, it? I'd do that, but don't let them back on there till you mow it off, okay? Okay, yep. Okay. All right, thank you so much, uh, Rosalind, and we'll just continue here with the Diana. Diana at Fern Bay, you have a hibiscus question for Judy today. Hi, Diana. Hi, Judy, how are you? I'll mm-hmm. just let my husband talk. I've got a bit of dry now, so he'll talk to you. Oh. Hi, Judy. Hello, how are you? Not too bad, thanks. We've got three hibiscus at the front of the house, and they were going very, very well. And it's only just the last probably uh, three weeks. They're just showing signs um, that had some sort of rust on the leaves, and they're curling up, and a little bit of um, brown on the stems. We have sprayed it with um, a rust product we got from Bunnings um, after we explained the situation, but it's done no good at all. Right, okay. Well, um you probably heard me talking to Lynn then about a frangipani. Uh, I would be spraying them with copper oxychloride. Copper oxychloride, okay. Yeah. Would that be available at Bunnings or go to a nursery? I'd go to a nursery because when you go, you can also ask advice and hopefully they give you the correct advice, but I'm sure they would be able to. All right, many thanks for your trouble. That's okay. You're quite welcome. But don't forget either, I nearly called you Diana then. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, don't forget at this time of year, hibiscus love a little bit of fertiliser with cow manure. Right, okay. And that may assist it. Yeah. All right. There's azaleas very close by. Would that be okay with the cow manure? Uh, avoid it if you can. Right, okay. Yep, avoid it if you can. Start start with and work our way from there. Yes, yes, definitely, and see how they go. All right, best of luck with all of that. We have room for just a couple more. Our garden air extraordinaire, Judy Sharp. Get a uh, a different Judy this time. Judy at Valentine, you have a question on mango trees today. Judy, you've got Jude. Hello, Judy. I presume Thank you're you. a Judith, are you? Um, well, I was born in Judith. Are yes. you born in Judith? Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. What did they do I, to us? <laughs> Judy, now you've got a problem with your mango, dear. I did. I pruned it pretty heavily last year before I went away in August. And because I didn't want to get in too big. And, but when it tried to shoot out during the, when I came back in November, the possums just nibbled everything off. Right, because it was new growth, new growth, yep. Yeah, and the, and I, I I couldn't stop them. I put netting <sighs> over it, but they climbed under the netting, and so um, are they still eating it? Is it uh, struggling? I, I, I is saw, it? I saw I got one new shoot that that uh, made it. Uh, maybe they found something else to <laughs> satisfy their appetite. So I put another netting over it, and I've just been watching it to see. And some of the leaves turned brown, and I'm just thinking maybe it's not getting enough chlorophyll or something. Oh, (laughs) no, Judy, look, probably it's just the winter. You know, really, we're still in winter today. It's July 31st. We're still in winter tomorrow when it's August the 1st. Um, And mangoes are tropical. So... um, Perhaps it's more that than the possums. If you're getting leaf growth but it's going brown, I would suggest it's the cold weather. Okay. 
And let's let's not shoot the possums, eh? Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. No, they're they're very cute. Oh, no, I was only kidding, of course. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, you could protect the mango by covering it with something so that it's not getting so much cold weather hitting it uh, because we have got another four weeks to grow and I think we're going to get it. Mm. What do you think, Mark, a late winter? Oh, you reckon we'll get another dip, you reckon? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe, what, mid to late August? Yeah. Well, yeah. Hope not, but yeah. we might. Yeah, I think so. So um, maybe try and cover it over, Judy, and see if that makes a difference. And and uh, it's definitely not the possums because they wouldn't leave them go brown. Uh, they... There's just a couple of ones that have gone brown, some with white, right. white spots on it. And I'm just wondering. Anyway, I'm wondering. Yes. No, sometimes it is a wonder uh, trying to sort out what's happening in the garden, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, really there's no answer if it's the possums, you know that. Yeah. The only other thing you can do is cut up a bowl of fruit um, and try and detect, detract them from the mango. Right. Uh, one of my customers told me that 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 was the only cure she ever achieved for possums. And I said, but that'll attract them. She said, no, it's surprising that they prefer the nice fresh fruit that she peels and, and cuts up at night and puts out for them. Okay. Yeah, well, so you could right. try that. I will. I'll keep my eye out for some nice fresh ripe fruit. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. Oh. Good luck with it. <laughs> Thanks very much. All right, that's uh, Judy number two and uh, Judy number one. What, do you think that she might actually bring some of that nice fruit in for us, some of those mangoes? That'd be nice. Well, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Have you noticed that? Mm. All the advice we give them about their trees and we never, where, Where's our fruit basket? Yeah, no one, <laughs> where ever, is it? Yeah, no one ever comes <laughs> in, do they? <laughs> All right, well, look, Judy, you've made it to an end of uh, another gardening tour back, so thank you very much as always. And we, Are you back next week or is it Scotty next week or is that oh, too no, far off to tell? No, probably me. Probably. Alright, Judy, have yourself a fantastic week, okay? You too. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>